Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 8, Episode 14, titled, Still Gotta Mean Something. It does. Uh, even when you're writing a show like The Walking Dead, the script's still gotta mean something. Yeah. What uh, if they don't? You know, I I didn't actually hate this episode. Me either. It's, it, it's a problem because the rest of the season has been such shit that yeah. I don't want to give it any acclaim, but... It, it was a fine episode. Yeah, it doesn't cost there was us nothing anything wrong with this to one. acknowledge that. And you know, it would actually be a good episode had we not been had we not ridden the same ride five times again. Like for example, right. um I kind of really like some of the stuff they did with Morgan and him like articulating some of his deal uh and I really liked what like Carol said, you know. Um I think that's an important point that like you know, it, it's kind of like an analogy for depression or any other, like, uh, emotional time you go through. It's like, it sucks when you go through it, but if you've gone through it and you survived, then you know that you're capable of doing it. You're like, you know, maybe it will never happen to you again, but if it does, you're capable of finding your, your way out again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. It's just that, like, some of this stuff I've seen three, four, five, six times before, and, like, it's this bizarre thing where, like, you know, the elapsed time in the like last year and a half is like two weeks. <laughs> and I've literally watched Morgan give Carol a pep talk about not being a psycho. Mm-hmm. Then Morgan, then then Ezekiel, then Carol give that pep talk to Ezekiel. Then Ezekiel give that pep talk to Carol. Around and around and around we go. And then Rick give yeah. that pep talk to Morgan right after he proves his point. Uh-huh. That, like, no, actually, this is all just a bit, just, just a giant world of shit. Nothing ever gets better, and, and all your heroes will let us down. I mean, I don't know. And, like, mm. man, it feels like maybe fatal damage has been done to the character of Rick Grimes, which makes me feel like they are getting ready to eliminate him. Because his purpose as interesting okay. as as a a character who orbits the more noble characters' gravitational pull, I mean he's just completely untethered. He's a bad guy. He oh, is, I mean the way I view it is they're setting us up for the letter from Carl, which will sway the, him which back basically the other way. says, "Dad, whatever you do, yeah. don't do the things you've done in the last yeah, four episodes." Says, Super crude. Watch that wrath, dud. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't don't go crazy here. Yeah, that that's what they're doing. I mean they're. They're pushing him to the extreme so that they can reel him back in. And they've but done this so many times before, it doesn't it loses its effectiveness. Yeah, and there's some extremes you just can't, I don't think, necessarily come back from. Uh I mean, I don't know. In, may, this, maybe, in the zombie apocalypse. Maybe. Uh but but I mean that it seems clear to me that that's what they're doing. By the end of this episode, I think Rick has realized the problem here because he has this this talk with Morgan toward the end of the episode where he says, Hey, what Why'd you save me? Why'd you save me? And Morgan says, it's because my son was there. Right. Uh, and I think that's, in that moment, Rick realizes, oh, shit. Um, actually, a couple things. I think if I continue down this road, I'm going to become crazy like Morgan. Yeah. A. Um, because when he lost his son, this is what he transformed into. Right. Uh, and B, also, he can kind of keep his son with him in a weird sort of way if he Where's the hat takes again? the advice. Right. It, right. right. Essentially, yeah, takes yeah. that hat back that he's staring at this episode yeah. uh, and becomes Farmer Rick again. And I think that was kind of the point of the end of this episode. Now, I do kind of agree he went as far as humanly possible in the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, but 
I I don't know. And I just I don't know how I'm going to feel when they do it cuz honestly right. it's hard to care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, everything you said. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like I said I I again and I I get it like there are certainly ways you can have good characters delve into the dark side and like have them explore that. I just don't know that this is the way you can do it because I, I mean, I guess the one bright side of this is that no one other than Morgan, who looks like he's off to a permanent spot in Crazy Town, is seen Rick's villainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if anyone has, like, how how would anyone ever believe him again in any situation? Like he says, like the old man's got is his, his word in this world, and Rick's Rick's a liar. Yeah. So, and I just like it's a bad. It also like they made it the worst possible look because like these guys were actively helping him and 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 they they yeah. like saved each other and they gave each other the like I got this nod you know uh-huh. and then Rick just fucking hatchets him to death it's it's <laughs> one of the most blatant betrayals you've ever seen yeah, and absolutely. it's the good guys pulling it off yeah so I don't know I don't know how this but you know there again they've already done fatal damage to the Rick character by killing Carl mm-hmm. so why not. Yeah, and I, I just, man, I wish they wouldn't keep repeating themselves because I thought some of the stuff with Michonne and Rick would have been strong as well. Yep. If if this whole idea hasn't been thrust onto every character in the show over and over again. Yeah. Because, um, God damn, those two, those two actors can act. Yeah, like, no, they're really I, great. I was really impressed by the acting in, in the Rick and Michonne scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're real good. There yeah. is, uh, like... If this show had not had the cast it's got, it would have been unwatchable Drek a lot, a lot sooner. Uh-huh. Like, if this were, like, At soap opera level stars or, like, your average yeah. sci-fi drama level stars, it would have been... Like, I'm thinking, like, what if the cast of The Expanse mm-hmm. was in The Walking Dead? Holy moly. Oh, man, if they brought Miller over, I'd be <laughs> well, in okay, I'd sure. love it. Sure, sure. <laughs> there's, there's definitely some bright spots. The Walking spots. Dead any day. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Uh, shall we get into the outline? Shall we yeah. get into the actual recap? Hey, a couple brief notes before we continue. Uh, just want to let everyone know that we are streaming on Twitch now, Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash baldmove every Monday and Wednesday at 4 p.m. and other times throughout the week. Uh, currently, what Jim and I are playing through is a game called A Way Out. What's that game like, Jim? Uh, it's a co-op uh, adventure game where you're trying to escape the prison that you're in. Right. So far, I don't know what it's going to morph just into. Escaped, we're out. We have just escaped the prison. We're on the run, presumably from Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. We might have to throw ourselves off of a of a, uh, a a dam and steal an old man's clothes out of a hospital room. Yeah, yeah, and and shave her head and dye her beards. Like mm-hmm. it's there's, there's, there's stuff happening. There's stuff happening. Yeah, uh, it's pretty entertaining. We're we're, we're enjoying doing it. Uh, come uh, come watch us. Twitch.tv slash bald move. You can also see like the last two weeks of his of, of what we've been up to. Uh, you can see our first playthrough of uh, a way out if you want to go there as well. Uh, also we're coming to Dallas, Texas. Be ready. Con of Thrones is coming. You can get tickets at conofthrones.net uh, May twenty fifth through the twenty seventh this year uh, in uh, Dallas. We're gonna be celebrating all things Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of fun at Nashville last year, expecting to have a lot of fun this year. Uh, hopefully, uh, there, we've been we've been in talks about panels and stuff. Uh, I can't make any announcements about the actual content, but we'll be doing a lot of different panels. Might be might be hosting a celebrity interview. Probably oh, be doing shit. a live podcast. Going to try to get like a bald move meetup going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing the red wedding costume extravaganza down there. Uh, likely again. Check it out. Conofthrones.net for tickets. 
Uh, we also released a, a commission podcast for the movie Hackers in 1995. <laughs> uh-huh. Computer classic. Classic, yes. Classic, starring Angelina Jolie and... Everybody you've ever heard of in the 90s. Yeah. Who wasn't famous at the time and, and is now. And from The Wire. He's Yeah, he's included in the group. Yeah. Uh, we also did a review of Ready Player One, and we're seeing A Quiet Place this Thursday, a preview uh, uh, showing of it, and we'll have a... Uh, review a vid out for that that night as well. That's coming up at baldmove.com this week. Jadis cunningly fakes her own death. We have a flashback to the Simon-led massacre on the heaps. Jadis gives great dead. Yeah, no. Uh, Head down, ass up. That's the way she fakes her death. Uh, (laughs) I I thought it was great because it's one of those things that we always joke about. Like, you know, that's that's a bald move rule. If you're in the middle of an ongoing massacre, Mm -hmm. play dead. Yeah. Play dead, like if if unless your single act of, of defiance and heroism can turn the tide and save people, uh-huh. fucking fake dead, uh, and she does, and it works. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I it was just like really kind of. I mean, I don't know if it works for anybody else, but like as a person who's been espousing that theory for long, it's like <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, did. Uh, yep. And but then what comes next is regrettable. Because oh. she strips down from her grimy Romulan subcommander uniform, revealing a pristine white slip. Mm-hmm. She then gets into a cargo container that looks like some like it's entirely been furnished by flat packs Swedish furniture. Uh-huh. Like it's it's all Canadian pine. Everything, everything. It's all this monotone. It's got like I, I, I don't know how it's heated or cooled, but it's it's just like I don't know, like really lavish, swanky, hipster palace in the middle of this garbage thing. It's immaculate. Mm-hmm. There is no muddy footprints, there's no visible bathroom or place you can wash yourself, mm. and yet yeah. it's all clean. The white linens are clean, her slip is clean. I I don't where 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 does this come from? I don't know. I mean, I I guess a lot of people throw out IKEA furniture and right. stuff like that. Maybe she's maybe she's just assembling it. The only reason we know that we're not in a flashback at this point is because we see Negan's bat propped up against right. the the wall. But that was a little little jarring. Uh, we then see her pack up some stuff into a suitcase. She's got an old timey camera. She's got a bunch of guns. She takes her time out to journal a little bit. Dear diary, the last forty eight hours have been amongst the worst in my life. <laughs> Uh, and then she goes to Negan, who's been tied to a mechanics creeper with a bunch of braided wire, and she starts dragging him, and he demands to know, what the shit? No, seriously. What the shit? What the shit? Something that the the, the audience of The Walking Dead asks quite frequently. I want to know what the shit you eat long-term in a junkyard. Like, the hilltop <sighs> that you hunt junkyard dogs. Like, uh, yeah, just dog meat Mushrooms. every night. yeah. Dog meat and fungus. You, you mm. select someone from the group to get into the chipper, and then you have uh, hamburger helper. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's uh, Sloppy Joe's. If, if it's if it's, Joe, if it's Joe's turn to get into the machine, it's Sloppy <laughs> Joe's. You could have Sloppy Marys, Sloppy Pauls, Sloppy <laughs> Jonathans. You know, the list is the list is endless. Um, I mean, Sloppy Aaron would feed the community for a week, mm. easy. Yeah, I get it's some good eating. So next scene, we see King Ezekiel tell Carol that he thinks Henry took off after he escaped survivors, something we surmised last episode. Uh, Carol doesn't want to go on the hunt because she suspects that Henry is already dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
King Ezekiel talks a whole bunch of mess about uh, her being a coward because she won't consider the idea that the young boy is savable. Um, this kind of works because we know things about Carol that Zeke doesn't. For example, that this was her season two arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, like waiting and, and hoping for a child to be alive that she probably thinks is dead and, and, and get everything invested in that. Do you think the show would have been stronger if they had actually leaned into that? Because they make no mention of like any of the the, the litany of children that that Carol no, has they, has cared for and on. seen died. No, they do later on. She hmm. tells Ezekiel, "I had a child," hmm. um, and, and I I don't remember the exact specifics of that conversation, but it's no, at least mentioned. What I'm saying is like. I guess this interaction here. I don't mm, know. Maybe yeah. cuz like I said anyone any serious fan of the Walking Dead has all this history embedded anyway, but mm-hmm. um you know, it's kind of like I feel like Ezekiel Ezekiel got a cheap shot, especially since <laughs> this guy was hiding in his theater for days yeah. on end after a minor setback before. So like again, the fuck, man, the fuck. Yeah, and I guess that's part of it. Like you you know, you Carol came and saved him essentially from being right. you know mopey theater guy for the rest right. of his life right just dying there so he's trying to do the same for her i guess and she fights back a little bit like look this isn't the same thing you fake it yeah. until you make it is not the same as trying to pretend a child's not dead <laughs> uh you know not not up a, t- a tree screaming as zombies uh tear him apart but yeah i don't know there's i felt there's a little bit ezekiel had a lot that was was thought he was had the moral high ground and he didn't uh, Tara informs Daryl that, hey, guess I'm not going to turn into a zombie. It's been 24 hours. i got a clean bill of health. Uh, Tara sees this as proof of Dwight's goodness. Uh, Daryl sees it as random chance or luck. And Tara says, hey, look, I've forgiven Dwight. If you're going to kill him from this port, part forward, it, it's for your own reasons. Don't make me a part of it. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. Like, you know, lots of annoying things about flip-flopping Tara, but <laughs> sure. this is this is not a bad moral position to stand on. And it's it's one of the more straightforward scenes ever in The Walking Dead, too. They're not trying to say, here's not here, or yeah. like, you don't know what's like out there, Tara. cryptic thing that, that means something to the writer at the moment they write it, but then means nothing when it gets to the screen. Right. This is just Tara saying, look, if you want to kill Dwight, I'm out. This yeah. is on you now. Yeah. I'm not even going to pass moral judgment if you do, because, you know, like, the dude's reeks. Yeah, yeah. And now he's going to sew, but just do it for... And he did some nasty shit to Daryl, so if Daryl's still mad about that, fine. Right. But Tara's not having any part of it anymore. Yep. Uh, It's fair. It's fair. No one's trying to manipulate anybody. It's just an honest exchange of information. Uh Uh, Michonne reads Carl's letter to her. Rick walks in on her and says he's going to go scavenge for food. Michonne uh, offers uh, Rick to read her letter, which I thought was pretty generous, and then she wonders what he wrote to him, uh, and Rick says, hey, haven't read it. Too busy. Mm-hmm. Don't have the time. Don't have the emotional bandwidth to, to deal with this right now. And Michonne correctly points out that that's bullshit. You're right. forging ahead so you don't have to think about it and yes. deal with it. Yes. And grieve. Uh, and also that Carl wanted you to read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the whole point he written, and this is the last thing he ever did. Like, how can you not engage with that? Yeah. And you've got to stay here. And Rick seems like he relents and gets Carl's letter out. Um, 
Does he read it at this point? I don't think he uh, reads no. it till the end of the the episode. Yeah, I'm with okay. You. So I just wanted to know. Uh, he what? wasn't sure if it was his or not. It says dud on the front, and he <laughs> was does. just like, "Am I a dud? I, I guess I kind of. I didn't am. think of myself as a dud, but I guess. All in all, I guess I have been a disappointment. Yeah. you know. And then he realizes after he's gone and killed a whole bunch of people and lied to them. Right. That, yeah, I am a dud. I better read it. Right. Uh, so here, like, a, there's a part of Morgalizing that I wouldn't mind. Honestly, I wouldn't mind Morgalizing if it was confined within a 16-episode season arc. The sure. problem with Morgalizing is it's been the last four seasons. Yes. Okay? But this here is, I think, where the the, the writers wanted to arrive way back when they introduced Tabitha, the mm-hmm. cheese-making goat. And it's a damn shame we've had to wait so long because it's not a bad point. He says... Uh, he tells Carol that he's going to go out looking for them, and he explains that he thought he had to, he thought it would be different, and you don't really understand, except for everyone understands, because repetition is, is emphasis, that he thought he had, he, he was in a position where he thought he had to kill to protect people, and because of that, it would be different this time. Mm-hmm. But what he's discovered is that killing people is just not compatible with his operating system, and it makes him go crazy. Uh... And uh, Carol says he'll go with him. So, like, I mean, I would buy that there exists a, per- a type of person that, um, you know, killing people would really rupture their psyche and do bad things to them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that's a well uh, that's a real life grounded thing. Uh, it's just like I don't I, I I'm frustrated because I don't want to engage with this material just because because it's been done so much and it's been done so sloppily and so poorly heavy-handed uh the unfortunate the really unfortunate thing is i actually really like lenny james's acting i do like, too pure, across the board even with this shitty material i think he's a really good actor yeah the problem is i've just i don't want to watch this material right i really don't right i want to see lenny james in something else not walking dead related not fear the walking dead i feel like i feel like i watched i watched a six-year-old start to learn to play the violin and then at 12 years old, they're ready to play a concert. But I've heard them practice this one piece uh, for six years so shitty uh-huh. that by the time they hit the notes, I'm like, Jesus I wish you would have done that six years ago. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm over this concerto or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what because like this, this is a, a very nice, succinct way to do morgalizing. But they have been bracketing it with fire for four years, and the, it's just a fucking lunar hellscape now. There's there, there's nothing left the fertile that can grow. Uh, okay, let's keep moving on. Maggie is having a powwow. Is having a is having a military meeting with her lieutenants. Uh, she says she's worried about running low on ammo that they can't repel an attack of similar magnitude as last time. Uh, but Daryl says, I think the, the saver's got to be running low, too, because, you know, why else all the bows and the knives and the hand-to-hand shit? And Rosita swears in Spanish to let you know she's got a little flavor to her mm-hmm. and says, hey, Eugene has been captured by them, and he's the bullet factory plan man. So mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't put, count count all of our, of our bullets in the chamber just yet or in the clip, in the magazine. All of the above. Yeah, in the, in, in the, in the can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, good point. Good, good point, Rosita. Glad, glad you remembered remembered that. She also knows where she thinks they can look to find the equipment because she was with you know. Yeah, we, we, we know all this. We're fans of the Walking Dead. <laughs> right. We have to have stupid shit explained to us. We are followers of the Walking Dead, certainly. <laughs> uh, we were watchers uh-huh. of the dead at the very least. 
so back at the heap, uh, Negan tries to talk his ass out of his current predicament, which amazingly works. I just want just I don't want to split it for the people that are no longer watching the show, but like I fucking can't believe that he just <laughs> walks out of the junkyard at the end of this episode. Yeah, he I've never seen a man bluff holding nothing before mm-hmm. and have it be the winning hand. Here you go. <laughs> uh, Jadis is preparing a wood barrel full of wood and some kind of crazy salt. Uh, and she ignores him until she goads him into fake swinging on him with Lucille. Uh, I mean, she does. She, like, takes a massive swing and just, like, ends one inch from his nose. Uh, yeah, which looked fake as shit. It I did. Mean, I, it did. I, I don't know. You I can't... thought that was incredibly stupid. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, they've essentially been teasing this for, what, two episodes now? Jadis picked teasing up what? Negan an episode oh. ago. Dude, I've lost all track of time in this season. I like, know. I know. It, there are things all that happened j- six episodes ago that if you right. told me they happened one episode ago, I'd say, sure, yeah, that sounds right. It's because all this shit is happening within the space of 48 hours. Yeah. Like, every time you jump around and do all this stuff, and they don't use any kind of technique to tell you what it is, but yeah. Um, and they leave things hanging for six weeks that should be addressed very quickly. Anyway, just keep in mind that he's going to talk his way out of this, um, yeah. despite being chained on his back to a mechanics creeper. Is it so? Let, let me ask you a question. Do you think the idea of Negan as a character is to do something very similar to what they did with Jadis? Because, like in these these more reserved Negan scenes, I see a very different person. Um, and Jadis obviously is more capable than her trash person persona would have betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, are they? Did they try and do like this hydraulics bouncing around, sing songy Negan to mask? Like, is that an image that he's trying to put forward, or is that him in his his I guess bigger moments? I think and in the quieter moments, he's more like this Negan. I think that Negan is a character that you're supposed to think is chaotic evil, like mm-hmm. the Joker. Yeah, and you really, uh, you you really turn out that he's lawful evil, like Darth Vader, right? Uh, whereas Rick, as a chaotic good, sometimes is going to slip into like like his, his uh, chaotic evil, mm-hmm. um, like he kind of does in this episode, and that like like, I mean, who do you? Which is I, I, I historically find chaotic evil characters the most frightening. Like lawful evil, you can you can toe the line keep on their good graces if they give you your word they'll keep it like yeah. you, it's 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 a lot whereas uh you know it's the where a chaotic evil who the fuck knows yeah um so i don't know how well that's working though because like negan sees himself as i am the type of person that this world needs to if, if humanity is going to have a chance to survive the same mm-hmm. way as darth vader like if we want to bring order through the galaxy i'm going to have to do these things like they don't have inherently evil motivations and they do have a moral code. It's just that you know the end result that they do is adds up to evil. So I, that's how that's my take on at least a show version of his character. Okay. Um, and that's the other thing is like lawful evil people I think are gettable. Like they have a moral code that you can like expose mm-hmm. to hypocrisy and make them feel bad and make them feel remorse right. and make them pick up their emperor and throw him down a reactor shaft. You're not going to do that to the Joker. Yeah, the Joker is <laughs> not. He's going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, you're never going to get that. So, no. uh, and that's my thing. Like, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, eventually, there's going to be a 
there's got to be some kind of um, for this this gauzy vision of Carl's future to come true. Negan's gonna have a redeeming moment, and so will Rick. But damn, what would it be? Yeah, yeah what's that going? What's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. Uh, so Kara and Morgan are out in the woods and they're tracking down turnips because uh, even low on calories and on the run, saviors refuse to eat a turnip. <laughs> Could save. I just looked it up. Do you know the average turnip has only 30 calories in it? That's not much. I would have to eat like 100 calories to sustain my my minimum caloric requirement. And I'm not gonna. 100 turnips? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to eat 100 turnips. Like, if I, if, if Mark Watney had to eat turnips rather than potatoes, it wouldn't be called the Martian. It'd be called desiccated skeleton on Mars. So, like, I get it. I get it. They're just like, fuck. Every time they take a, they take a bite, and they're like, fuck this fucking turnip. Uh, but they're tracking turnips. Um... Morgan thinks he sees Henry in the woods, but it's just another delusion saying you know what it is and you were supposed to. Uh, and he reveals that his life philosophy is, I don't die, I just witness death again and again, even when I try to look away. And, uh, yeah, there you go. It struck me in this scene when Henry shows up, and, and I don't know why it didn't strike me sooner, but Henry shows up and he starts saying the same things that, uh, the the slurpy fixing guy Gavin Gavin was saying in the previous episode, um, and it struck me that this show does a lot of the same things that Lost did uh-huh. in its run, and yet Lost was so, so much more engaging. I think right. a the writing was better, but b they paid off so much of that stuff. You know, right. not right away, but there was always a mystery that they were in the process of paying there off. There was progress being made, yeah. Yeah, and here I never feel like there's progress being made. I feel like it just keeps spinning the same wheels. Do you know why you had that realization for Henry and not for Gavin? No. Because Henry is ten times more charismatic and capable <laughs> oh, as an Jesus. actor. <laughs> so you Which finally, oh, I get it much. now. I get it, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, it's crystallizing. Yeah. Uh <laughs> So uh, Rick contemplates his daughter uh, and his dead son. Like it's lit. Like I remember, I used to say that Vince Gilligan would get a little heavy-handed, a little yeah. ham-fisted, a little bacon, bacon gauntlet. Shit! This episode, mm-hmm. you literally have have Rick's point of view where he pans from his daughter like cooing on the floor to the ghost of Carl wearing the hat, uh. and like his face turns into a grim mask of resolve, and he he jumps up. Uh, he goes and grabs the nearest walking impersonator and says, look, you son of a bitch, I don't give a shit how long you've held this uncomfortable hunk of metal up your ass. You tell me right now where your uh, ex-compatriots might have been. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, there was this bar that they were thinking about turning into a proto-outpost. They might hole up there. But hey, since I've done you a solid here, don't kill any more of these fuckers than you have to. Bring him back. Rick's like, kill everybody. we Will do. Uh, Jadis keeps getting this weird alarm watch to beep like every 10 minutes uh, that we've kind of been wondering about as we've watched this episode, if you if you care to wonder at all. Uh, she leaves Negan unattended long enough for him to get her gun and flare gun and photographs important to her oh and her God. luggage. And I don't even know what the purpose is. Like, she's wheeling in... I would love to know what this was supposed to have. What, what the, the hell what this is that supposed- zombie supposed to I mean, do? I mean, obviously she wants to get like, and I, I can't, I can't wait for the reaction of people that are just listening to this. She obviously wants to gain the attention of the helicopter with the flare gun. Yes. Why the zombies, uh, you know, strapped to the Home Depot lumber cart mm-hmm. uh, at a, some weird ninety degree angle with a weird Mad Max sword helmet on has to do with that. 
I'll never know. She says, when he says, what the fuck, is this how you kill people here? She says, people are a resource. Mm -hmm. So that implies that she was going to utilize Negan's death or the zombies' unlife to do something involved with his helicopter? What? I mean, I look at that cart, and I can't think that it is a weapon. No. Right? It serves some other utility. But is, what is the utility if of you putting design a something a cart? to kill a person bound to the ground, uh, that this was would a terrible. Not, this would yeah. not look like it. No. No. So it wasn't to kill Negan. It was to do something else with, and it probably involved the helicopter. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think did that was that supposed to strap to the underside of the helicopter? Was that supposed to be. I mean, I don't, I don't know. She only had the one piece of luggage. I mean, I, I guess if. <laughs> like, imagine H.R. Uh, Geiger was a bellhop. Yeah. <laughs> because I think this is the kind of contraption he would come up with. Yeah. Uh, so maybe <laughs> she's, like, packing her bags. Like, this is just junkyard yeah. junkyard bag packing. But, but here's the thing. It's not like I'm, I, I don't know how Negan got these guns. Because they clearly... Yeah, there's a bag there. They clearly explain it. What I don't know is... How, with his hands tied to his waist, does he shamble over there, open the bag, and get these three vital things? Because without all three of them, he's got nothing. He's got a flare gun, a real mm-hmm. gun, and the snaps that yeah. mean something to Jadis. Which, uh, to me, says she was And she was left, off. like, for ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just felt like maybe we needed a cut or, like, you know... Like, I I mean, I don't have a problem with Jada's leaving him here. I don't think she could have imagined mm-hmm. that he would be able to... Seems pretty foolish to put someone on a movable cart mm-hmm. uh, and then leave him alone with all the tools he needs to pull one over on you, but, you know, whatever. Jada's doesn't seem like she's the smartest uh, piece of scrap metal in the, the heap, but... No, my guess with, with the helicopter is she was planning on leaving that... It like they check on her every so often is yeah. what it seems, and if she sends up that flare, they land and they will take them away. And they've hinted that the junkyard's more than just a junkyard. It's got this massive yeah. solar power installation. It has a helicopter. Has a helicopter. Landing pad. A landing pad. Like, what is her connection to these much more technologically mm-hmm. sophisticated survivors? I think she was about to. And she to expected leave. them. She expected them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I I totally agree. But like, how does all this stuff fit together? Mm-hmm. Um, like Negan's a valuable chip if she wanted to get back into Rick's good graces, like you know, there there's that possibility, but like what what how did she want her this plan to go? I don't know. Uh and there's also some just inartful stuff that's gonna we're gonna get to next time we, we visit these two. Uh Morgan and Carol find a zombie herd cutting them off for their chase, and then opposite and opposite direction on the road a zombie shambles down the path with Henry's stick stuck up in its guts. Uh, the makeup work in the zombie is disturbing. Um, if you've ever seen Rick and Morty, the eye hole man cereal, uh, he looks exactly, he looks like he's got those eye holes. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Like, I seri- I swear to God, I think Nicotero just, just really likes season two of Rick and Morty and said, I'm just going to fucking do an yeah, homage. He might have. Uh, Carol tries to get Morgan to take the road the stick zombie came down because obviously Henry must have been up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carol says, you know, I was wrong to write him off. We won't know until we actually try and you can try. Now, here is just rock bottom moralizing. Yeah, this is back to the shit we've seen a million times. Uh, Morgan says, I can't. You save people. I just watch him die. OK, fine. Whatever. 
Uh, and it becomes apparent to her that he was not out here to find Henry. Right. He's out here to kill. <laughs> but she makes a choice to let 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 Morgan go. Yeah, because uh, she's going to follow the Henry path. Uh, a good thing for Henry. Mm-hmm. Jadis begs for Negan not to hurt her snaps. I'm going to call them snaps because Negan insists on calling them snaps. Yeah. Uh, not to hurt her snaps, uh, Negan reveals that his wife's name was Lucille, and that he was a shitty husband to her, but she got him through life. I don't remember the story that he told Earlier, Gabriel right. when they were in the trailer. Does that line up with that? Yeah. I mean, he seems like he was a really shitty husband. Like, I'm not okay. sure how abusive. Like, was it physical abuse, emotional abuse, where he just neglected and cheated on her? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's Probably s- both. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would believe all of that stuff. <laughs> And he says the bat in his apocalypse was his Lucille because it got him through a lot of stuff. And it might sound crazy, but that's the only scrap that he's got remaining of his wife. Kind of like your snaps, huh? Mm-hmm. And this works on Jadis. It works on Jadis. Oh, this is not the most far-fetched thing that works on Jadis. Uh, not yet. In fact, we'll get there. In fact, so at this point, it looks like she was about to like make peace with him, but her watch beeps and she springs into action. Uh, she pushes the walker contraption close to Negan, which he fires a bunch of bullets into the zombie, which doesn't do shit. Mm-hmm. She then wrestles him full body for the flare. Somehow the flare gets thrown into a puddle and doused. She runs off to get another one. The helicopter arrives and hovers over this scene for like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. She Then it starts to peel off as she comes back with the lit flare. Uh, and then she threatens Lucille, who is now in this burn pile with this salt, which I presume, I presume the salt is like one of those fancy things that changes the color of fire. Have you ever gotten one of those packages? Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. No, like, I haven't. You like, you like, you like, there's the different salts that have a chemical yeah. reaction that changes the fire, like blue, purple, green. She was wanting a big green signal fire or some shit. They don't explain get, this. They don't explain it at all, no. Yeah. Or maybe she's just burning salt. I don't even know what that looks like or if that works or if that's <laughs> going to be some know. kind of MacGyver explosion. I don't know. But she threatens Lucille with it, and Negan, high speed, promises that he will fix this. Mm-hmm. How? Like, killing Simon will not fix any of this shit. Sure. Yeah, you can't. As Morgan would say, you can't fix the dead, Carol. That's right. Or whatever he right. says. Yeah. Uh, but the, the biggest lie in this episode is not perpetrated by Rick. It's perpetrated by Negan. And it's not about him fixing the death of all her companions. It's about not wanting to burn her snaps. Because he says, like, I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do it. I, I could have, but I didn't. Yeah, I could have burnt and, your snaps. And it's not because you had, out of the goodness of your heart, you, you changed your mind and decided not to burn them. It's because she grabbed your fucking hand and right. shoved the thing away. Right. Yeah. There was no altruism in there. And, Get and fucked, let me tell man. you, I cannot describe, like, I've seen some clumsy-ass stunt, stunt work this season. Uh-huh. But you've not lived until you've seen Jadis struggle to get the better of a Negan who is fully tied down to a mechanics creeper. He can uh-huh. move his head and he can move his, his hands at the elbow. Yeah. And how she can't just instantly get the better of him. I mean, once she closes the distance and he, like, you know, shoots his wad as far as the gun. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You could have even grabbed his hand and waved it around and make him do the signal. Yeah. Quit signaling yourself. Quit signaling yourself. And he couldn't do shit to you. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the whole scene is kind I, of I absurd. Thought, I thought for sure he's going to figure out a way to get free, mm-hmm. and then there'd be an honest to god fracas. Yeah, but there was no fracas. No, I don't know. I think it's it seemed pretty silly. Uh, anyway, Morgan finds Rick, and he's already feral, fucking crazy. Like mm-hmm. he fully 
fully approaches Rick in his combat pose with the stick, and Rick's like, yo, Morgan, you gotta remember me. You remember me, right? Like, we literally met in the first episode of this fucking season. Mm-hmm. I know it's been eight years, but Jesus Christ. Um, and he finally snaps out of it. Uh, he says, hey, Rick, I'm not right. Rick's like, yeah, yeah, cool, me neither. Let's go have a murder party. Uh-huh. And they immediately get ambushed by a pack of largely unarmed saviors. There's yeah. only one guy in their whole fucking posse that's got a gun. It's rat Face Jesus. And both of these guys, where did these guys come? They're in the fucking middle of the woods. Yeah, I don't know. Where does a half dozen people unarmed come up and sneak, sneak up behind you and take you both? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't even think they I knocked... I mean, that's, that's the hallmark of the show, right? How do you subdue a man like Morgan, with, I mean, without knocking him out? Because Morgan apparently him, yeah. was not unconscious. Mm-hmm. The, 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 or was not, yeah, not unconscious. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Overwhelming, I guess, but... I don't understand any of this stuff. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, Jim. Not, no, yeah, this show doesn't make sense. Uh, so, saviors are back at this dive bar that they've turned into a proto-outpost, and they're arguing about who lives and who dies. There's a bunch of moaning pale dudes on the ground where they've cut off their legs and arms to try to save them, but now they don't want to drag their ass. And apparently the saviors have a policy where if you if you pooch it, then you get left behind. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of the U.S. Armed Forces. No man gets, every man gets left behind if they stub their toe or, or have a blister or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... Rick, uh, so so there's this interesting. I I, I do like uh, Ratface Jesus's opinion that hey, we wiped our own asses on this one, and the big man is going to recognize. That's that's actually makes a lot of sense. Like as mm-hmm. bad as, as as you've pooched it, if you bring back Rick the prick, Negan will absolutely forgive you. Yeah, that tracks. It's great. Uh, Rick then makes a bid by saying, "Hey, two things you need to know. Number one, you're all welcome back to Hilltop. Mm-hmm. Y'all made the wrong choice." But that's cool. And also, too, uh, there's a herd coming, so you don't have time to debate this yeah. in committee. He makes sure to give him give them his word. And, and the other thing, like I didn't, safe. I never thought I'd love Ratface Jesus, but at the end of Rick's speech, he literally says, "Is this for real? Mm-hmm. Are you assholes actually buying what he's saying?" And yeah. I'm like, yeah, "Yes, yes, this is this is this is ridiculous." Uh, and I hate that they made Ratface Jesus right. Like, this guy, like, I remember when I first saw him, I was like, I want to see this guy die screaming, and I'm going to feel so good about it, and they fucking robbed me of that. Because <laughs> Ratface Jesus was right about Rick at the end. I mean, he still got his. He still got his, and that was pretty cool. In spectacular fashion. And Morgan like lays some... cold-ass Morgan. And, and uh, some cold fucking Dude, I shit. love his description here. Dude, I, I love for, it. This is, this is the stuff from Walking Dead where it's a much better show. Like, uh-huh. Lenny James, fantastic act- actor. He's essentially quoting Jules from Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. saying... You know, hey, whatever this crazy white boy's saying, I came to kill all you all. <laughs> and the only damn shame is the, what did he say? He's like, he there's, there's going to be coming and loose when, skin, teeth, and blood, well, just the parts they didn't eat. And uh, there and won't be, a, there none, won't be a, a, a single one of you left for me to kill. Right. Or and that'll, like that'll, that. that'll be the, the, the damn shame of it. There won't be a single one of you left for me to kill. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And he's like, and he starts screaming, everyone turns, everyone turns, and then the herd comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ratface Jesus instantly takes off. Some of the reasonable saviors, I think all of them except for Ratface Jesus, turn and help Rick and Morgan, and they actually help Rick and Morgan. One of the saviors unquestionably saves Rick's life. Yeah. That's when Rick and him have that moment like, hey, thanks, you're all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he immediately says, why don't you go on ahead? I just don't buy that Rick out. would do this in this situation. 
I just don't. Like, this is a fundamental betrayal of his character. Like, if if he could be... I think they should have not had the Savior save him. Hmm. Because once he hit that and he acknowledged that man's humanity, I don't believe that Rick Grimes could kill. Hmm. Like, this isn't... The the second after Rick or Carl died, right? This is cold blood. This is this is premeditated murder. It is, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't like it. I don't okay. like it. I think it's 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 something that a heroic character can't come back from. All right, but that's that's a fair opinion. Uh, Morgan <laughs> Morgan tracks down Ratface Jesus, and after a brief scuffle, scuffle uh, he dies screaming horribly. How would you oh, describe his? It. it was a pretty good death. It was pathetic. Yeah, he's he's trapped behind a fence. Morgan has him by the collar. Yeah. And rap face Jesus is screaming, let me go, let me go. So it's like one of those like wrought iron bar fences or whatever. Yeah. And Morgan's got his shirt held tight so his like back is to the zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Like I, I really love this death. And and just how cold Morgan is. He's yeah. staring him right in the eyes. Yeah. He's got him by the collar. He won't let go. And the guy's screaming, let go, let go, as he's being eaten. He's finally eaten to the point where he's not coming back. His face is getting torn off. They're ripping off bacon right from his back. And and then Morgan kind of just, he's like, all right, I'm done. And he lets go. Let's go. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, no, this This is... This is the best version of Morgan, in my opinion. This is, again, some of these scenes were from a hypothetical, much better version of the show. Yeah. Uh, And this was one of them. Uh, One final savior dies, and this is where it just gets over the top for me, dies literally quoting Carl's thesis about, but but (laughs) we could have lived. We could have lived in the after, in the after. Oh, Jesus. And Rick just blows his head off with his python. Uh, Mm -hmm. Morgan whispers uh, that everybody turns as he brushes past Rick. Rick tries to then hilariously talk sense into Morgan after proving everything that Morgan fears. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And Morgan says, the only reason I was a reasonable man when he first met me is because my son was still alive. And then Rick turns to a fractured mirror and looks at his broken reflection and says, oh, shit, this is me. <laughs> uh-huh. And this is the most baconingly gauntlet-y thing that I've ever fucking seen. And it's Crazy. not the first time they've done it with that character. And again... I'm thinking in a world where the Morgalizing plot was a tight 16-episode arc, this mm-hmm. is a really fucking good way to cap it. Okay. But they've ran it into the ground, patched it up, got it flying, ran it into the side of a mountain, and then ate each other. All the soccer players ate each other, and this is all that's left of that plot. So it's the <laughs> bloody tatters and skin and, and, and teeth and, and bone. Uh Negan is now freed. He's got his Negan costume back on, and mm-hmm. he's having a powwow with Jadis. Uh, they're playing some really interesting southern fried cosmic rock kind of, uh, I don't know, atmospheric music in the background, which I thought was kind of cool. Negan offers her a place by his side, uh, and she says, no, I know you're just going to wife me. and I'm going to be in one of those fucking black cocktail dresses, mm-hmm. drinking a Merlot and a desperate attempt to numb the pain until I die. No, thank you, sir. And then Negan leaves. All right. So Negan walks out. No harm, no foul from the trash heap. Mm -hmm. Promising to make it all right. Yep. Didn't get stripped naked. Mm -mm. Didn't get thrown into a Mad Max zombie. Uh Like, got off pretty easy, all things concerned, I would think. Uh, 
Carol finds Henry stuck up a tree, uh, screaming. And by the way, this Negan shit's happening during the daytime, and this Carl shit is happening, or Carol shit's happening at night. Yeah, I don't know what. They keep going back, and it keeps going back. Like, is this all one continuous thing? Is this a flashback? Or, like, is the Negan shit happening last episode, and all this other stuff is happening this episode? I think they're trying to take a card from Game of Thrones and just say, timeline doesn't matter. I guess. All of these things are happening at different times, but... You kind of need works, some of them to that happen. That works when every time cut conceivably days would pass, yeah, but they're making it, you're, they're making it sure that you know that this is all happening in like the same forty eight hour period. Right? Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't I don't know how you can stay stay tethered in this kind of timeline. Uh, but Carol finds Henry at the stroke of midnight, stuck up a tree, screaming, which I appreciated. This is like a lot of callbacks to what she said Cookie Boy was going to have happen to him. Uh-huh. It's her worst fear about, you know, uh, Sophia, what happened to her. Uh, she saves them, and they had this tearful reunion where she tells them, I was wrong. You are a survivor. I was wrong. And I'm like, it's one thing to be super glad this kid didn't die. But holy shit, someone needs to take him out behind the woodshed and beat his ass. Because this, <laughs> he caused all of this. He did, yeah. None of the saviors would be dead. Who knows how many of the hilltop people would still be alive. Uh, Morgan might not have gone, slipped down to final stage morgalizing. He might not have gone off to fear the walking dead. If Henry just goes to fucking bed. Mm-hmm. Although he might have gotten his ass eat up because... That'd be fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, we don't need Henry. We no. need Henry in the show. Did you know that I that's don't. Madison Lentz? You know that she's the woman that played uh, Sophia, grown woman now. That's uh, her. That's her brother, oh, her younger okay. brother that plays Henry. Ah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a family family enterprise now. They're going to be so. they're going to be uh, autographed boost across the, across the lane from each other. Huh. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right lesson you teach this kid. I don't know how because because like this is not the last step in his education. May, do you think they're trying to make Henry and to be a surrogate for like Carl? Like it's gonna be the, like the show's gonna be about the battle for his soul. I, I mean, uh, look, I know a lot of people didn't like Chandler Riggs acting. I know a lot of people thought he was stiff or or whatever. He's a kid. It's hard to be. He's a kid. It's hard to be that good that young. But whatever Chandler Riggs didn't have in his acting, this kid has twice of it, in my opinion. I. I don't like the oh, performance. Oh, so whatever he didn't have, he has twice as much he of the negative. He has twice as much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Inexperience. Uh, yeah, all, all of it. I, I I, don't like the kid's acting, and right. maybe it's not his fault. I don't oh, know. No, no, We've I, talked about this exhaustively in yep. previous seasons, but yep. I, it's just not doing it for me. Right, yeah. I mean, it's like I anytime you have a, a child actor uh, that's that's performing poorly on the screen, that is the director and the writers and the casting people ultimately his fault. Right, you know, because yeah. he's just super cool. He's just super excited to be on this awesome, highly rated sure. AMC zombie show. Yep, uh, he's the probably, adults in the room that are not giving the shit. Probably nervous as hell. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel for him, but it's not doing it for me. And this the stuff they're a- asking him to do is patently ridiculous. Like, well, there's that. He's trying to be this ultra macho badass, and now he's up a tree screaming, and he's going to like have in exchange furious shoulder rubs with Lenny James here in a minute. It's <laughs> yeah. it's all a shit show. He's going to play the game of my two dads. <laughs> uh, is are we at that scene right now? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Uh, Carol and Henry return back to the hilltop to a hero's welcome. Jerry and Zeke are particularly overjoyed. Uh, King Ezekiel and Carol have a fireside chat about Carol finding herself and her fear that her sanity could be swept away. But now she's realized that that's not only not inevitable, but even if it is, she knows the way she can find herself again. Which I think, again, 
if this was a nice 16 episode arc, this is a great way to end things because that is a key. Like if you're a survivor of some kind of trauma or some kind of like, you know, even if it's if, if it's, uh, you know, clinical depression or some kind of emotional instability or just a bad stretch of life. The fact that you are OK because you're you're already OK is a powerful thing. Like once you survive that once, it becomes easier and easier because it's a touchstone. Like well, I've been through mm-hmm. this. It's familiar. I can get myself out of it and I can better avoid the things that trigger this in the future. Uh, that's 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 a great lesson to be taught in The Walking Dead. They just really walked a mud hole through this plot territory. Yeah. Like if this was a if this was a pristine march down a, a nice grassy field, it's fine. But it looks like you know you've played a hundred games of fucking football and rugby on it. It's just just it's it's bad. It's 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 well worn territory. Uh, compare and contrast this to Morgan and Rick returning just soaked in blood. Morgan <laughs> comes up to Henry, claps his hand on his shoulder, and says, "I got your brother's killer." Henry claps his hand on Morgan's shoulder and says, I'm sorry. Morgan brushes <laughs> no, him off no. and claps his, cr- cr- claps his other hand on Henry's other shoulder and says, don't you ever be sorry. And they have a, yeah. a frantic shoulder squeeze and off. Ezekiel comes over and grabs him by the other shoulder and says, you're a good kid. Don't listen to your other dad. Like, uh, here's he, this kid <laughs> is going to be fucked up beyond yeah. recognition yeah. when he's in his teens because he's being given mixed messages from every side. Like, you got Morgan on the one hand saying, we need to kill everybody, and you need to be strong, and I'm going to help you with that. And he's got Ezekiel saying, no, you need to be a kid, and we will take care of you, and you shouldn't kill. And then Carol's <laughs> telling him other things about yeah. her own life. He's going to be so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, children of the zombie apocalypse probably will be sociopaths. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, what What? What? What else? What else are you going to learn from this, this world? <laughs> it's not an easy life. Uh, Jadis lies down after a hard day of doing fucking nothing, mm-hmm. getting nothing accomplished of value. She lays down in her Ikea container and ponders her flat pack life. I think she's waiting for the next helicopter arrival. Just like, I mean, in, in, in that case, no big deal. Like she lost right. whatever utility Negan and the 90 degree zombie contraption had. Yeah. But otherwise, in a little uh, bit of time, a little bit know. of time. She's got plenty of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Negan then sees he's driving in a shitty little hatchback. He sees someone at the side of the road. This is the most Walking Dead thing ever. Uh-huh. For some fucking reason, they decide that it's interesting to hide the identity of the person. But we know who it is. We I, know it's the woman who escaped when Dwight barcode. turned on them. Yeah, yeah. it's probably Barker. I mean, it's so fucking obvious because Negan rolls up to the gates and he says, "I have a whole bunch of stories to unfold." Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he's gonna go after Simon and he's gonna go after Dwight. There's right. no question here. Yeah. Which honestly, the only other person it could be is Heath, but Heath is never coming it could back. Be, someone said it could be Dwight's uh, wife, Sherry, mm-hmm. because she had some information that's probably dated about who helped some doctor escape or who helped. It's a problem that you don't remember, and we do a podcast about this show, right? And it's not a problem for the podcast; it's a problem for the television show, right? <laughs> right. Um, but no, I, I don't, I, I don't understand what they think. The, the, the cliffhanger is when you reveal the danger. Yeah. And people wonder how are they going to get and how like, it changes the game. It's so weird. It's like if the old Batman show had stopped right before Batman got into the fiendish contraption and they started like, how will Batman escape? He's just outside the henchman's door at a long corridor. How will Batman escape this hallway? Tune in next bat time. Same bat. Like, fuck you. What am I supposed to get worked up about? Yeah. Henry saw someone on the road. There's only like a handful of people it could possibly be. And when you talk, take it, it's like, what are they? What are they playing at? What? 
Why do they think this is cool? No, I mean, and they do it again at the end of the episode. I mean, the they letter. got us talking about it, engaging in the mystery. There's a fucking Forbes article written about it. Wrote about is? it. Written about it, yeah. Why is what is Forbes? why is hmm. Forbes covering this? I don't know. Yeah, Forbes does TV. I, That's I, they, odd. They do a lot of they do they have like really premium video game coverage too. Like yeah, Forbes is pivoting. <laughs> okay, good For, for you, Forbes. Forbes is trying to pivot. Yeah, come down here with the rest of us in the the cesspool. Of Forbes didn't get on the five hundred list by by not pivoting by That's by true. just letting themselves get old and not following the money. They're like, did you see this guy making a hundred million dollars a month on Twitch? Let's get on that shit. <laughs> Let's get on that shit. That's our entire operating budget. <laughs> right, right. What are we doing? Like, we got, yeah, let's start start catering to rich young people instead of rich old people. What are they like? Video games and Walking Dead. Let's get on it. Uh, yeah, who could it be? Who could it be? Uh, Negan pulls up to the gates of the Savior Complex, where all the Saviors are, like, really happy to see him. And he says, hey, hey, keep it on the down low, because Daddy's home, and I want it to be a surprise. So, yeah, obviously, bad news for Simon and Dwight. Mm-hmm. Uh... Does it is it just me or does it feel like The Walking Dead stumbled upon the least interesting possibility where Negan conveniently discovers both turncoats in his midst? I mean, maybe there's so. No, there's no, like, uh, he knows about Dwight but not Simon. He knows about Simon but not Dwight. Does he know about Does he know about Dwight? But Simon vouches for him because he because Simon thinks Dwight's on his side. Like all that's out the window. It's just these two guys <laughs> on an island against Negan. A hundred percent true. But I think the one thing they did stumble upon was the quickest to resolve possibility, which I'm okay with. Like yeah. if they're just if they're not going to drag it out, right? I, I'm kind of okay if it's less interesting. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, okay. So. Rosita Daryl and presumably Shitty Bow Girl are observing the bullet factory. Uh, we can see it's in full swing. They're loading hundreds of empty casings for uh, Dar- uh, to, to, for, for uh, fucking Dwight to pack full of... Uh, Eugene, even. Eugene, sorry. Yeah. Got my characters mixed up. <laughs> uh, for Eugene to pack full of gunpowdery goodness. Uh, Daryl says that we move on him now, and Rosita says we don't take out the machines, we take out the man. Which I'm fine with. Yes. Eugene... Speaking of guys who I don't see, there's a way, there's a meaningful way for them to be redeemed. Like, yeah, nah, he's so here. Here's his the jean shorts don't bring enough, don't bring enough to the table. No, what about in combination with the mullet? Mm, that's that's Still not. that's that's like it's like a guy coming to my table and he takes my knife and spoon. He's not even bringing things. He's stealing silverware from my table. <laughs> okay, like like it's fine. You show up in jean shorts, the uh. mullet. You're actively sh- taking shit from my my table eugene you're not bringing anything you're taking shit stop it here's the complication uh-huh that rosita and daryl cannot possibly see coming it's gabriel we know gabriel's in that building yeah gabriel they don't show him is in that building and they do yeah. not show him that so, is all true and gabriel's blind so i don't know what wrinkle that adds but there's some information that our team does not possess here, mm. which I think is going to complicate things. It's not going to be as straightforward as we have to kill Eugene. Right. Problem solved. And then they get to kill Father Gabriel because last we knew he was a shitbag. I don't mean like I the thing is, like. You can put all these characters save Daryl into this room like you can take shitty bow girl. You can take Rosita. You can take Eugene. You can take Father Gabriel and you can take, you know, crew cut mean savior lady standing guard shove him into this factory and blow it up and i don't give a shit (laughs) sure and honestly you put daryl in there and i say it's a fair trade yeah 
like at this point because when's the last time I've actually really no shit uh, Daryl dies I riot kind of like felt about Daryl mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been a minute so I don't know we'll see where this goes uh, Rick has had a shower uh, he's still a shave and a sandwich away and maybe a shit from like being a, a, a some kind of whole man at this point uh, he says to Michonne that he's sorry she says you don't have to be which um, I don't know lady. I don't know. This is little Anakin murdering the sand people. You need to be the sorry women and about the children that. too. Uh, she says he says he loves her and they kiss. Then Rick sits down to read his son's last letter, which is a very crucial, important thing. That's probably going to say, "Dear Dad, don't do any of the things that you have been doing for the last three or four episodes uh-huh. to honor my memory." But we won't know for sure because the episode ends on yet another cliffhanger of something that we sus- strongly suspect but don't know. Yeah. And yeah, that's the episode of, for the week. I Man, I don't even know what to say about the cliffhangers in this show anymore. They're just, they're the cheapest possible way to try and get people to watch the next week's episode. Have they ever considered and, ending and on a less satisfying... Yeah, have they ever ended, considered ending on a satisfyingly emotional beat? I don't think so. Like, Rick, like us reading Carl's words at the same time, and it's and right. we're genuinely moved, and, and Rick is devastated. Mm-hmm. That's not a cliffhanger, but you know what it is? A satisfying conclusion to it. A goddamn episode. Right, which in my mind wants, asks me more fervently to come back next week than just simply finding out what's written on this piece of paper. Right, and who's writing with Negan. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, that's the episode, though. All right, before we get to feedback, uh, got to pay the bills somehow. And the predominant way we pay the bills around here is with our club, club.baldmove.com. That's where you can go and support the uh, the, the free content that we put out. Uh, and in return, you get premium content that we don't put out for just everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get ad-free feeds, uh, VIP access to the forums, expanded audio and video features. One that's dropping this Wednesday is a little thing we like to call Quip, Quit Your Pitching where Jim and I use ran- this, this tool that, that makes random titles for television shows on the internet, and then we find the ones that tickle our fancy, and we try to create a TV show around it. Uh, what shows are we riffing about this week, Jim? Uh, this week we've got The Days and Nights of Apes, Home Comfort, Two and a Half Court, Taxi Years, and Criminal Woman. Criminal Woman. Mm-hmm. You don't want a criminal woman... You want a criminal woman. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't recognize any of those except for the Days and Nights of Apes, which I think is an instant classic. I can't wait to unleash that on the internet. Or to our club members. Again, the only way you can hear this bonus content is through our club, club.baldmove.com. We also just had a full spoiler review of uh, Ready Player One, which you might be interested in. That was a fun one. And we've got one coming up for A Quiet Place this week. Again, exclusively for club members. You get to support Bald Move. You get more Bald Move. What more do you need to know? You get a free 30-day trial. Uh, you can, before you even whip out your credit card, there's samples of all this content at club.baldmove.com. Check it out. Okay. I presume we have an email of the week, or is that just just, just dried up? Uh, no, we still have emails coming okay. in. Okay. Uh, which I appreciate. So send them to, what is it, walkingdeadatbaldmove.com? Or watching dead. Either we make one. it easy. Make it remarkably easy for you to contact us, and then yeah. remarkably hard to actually get read right on the... Yeah, it's a lottery on, on at this the point. Podcast. Yes, like I mean, yeah. the, uh, unless you are, I don't know, uh, Patrick, Patrick uh, Rothstein, unless you're Patrick Rothstein uh, or James Corey, and you're writing in and saying, uh, "I've got a novel that I've mm-hmm. written," mm-hmm. Uh, which I might actually read, just mm-hmm. a straight novel. 
Like if you have a 500 page dissertation on The Walking Dead, at this point, I might read it as feedback. Okay. If it's good enough. Yeah. But for the most part, I will take the week off and just just read it. The shortest one with the most interesting question uh, and sometimes the funniest. But this is not one. This is just something to think about. Jeremy R. Jeremy R., you are not funny. You're not funny, but you did write in a good question. (laughs) So let's consider it. You're a very serious man. We will consider it. He says, so we have this developing arc here where Negan is turning into a quote-unquote good guy on a new path while Rick is simultaneously turning quote-unquote bad. While I feel like this had the potential to be interesting, it has completely been ruined by all the show's weaknesses up to this point. If they could have just trimmed the fat and done this in a solid eight-episode time frame... Perhaps we'd be much more invested. Do you guys agree? Yeah, uh, I've been screaming at a whole episode. Like, they even do some really neat stuff, like the fact that Rick starts off in his grimy kind of Rick uniform and gets progressively dirtier and dirtier and coated in blood, and then mm-hmm. he emerges clean uh, with a white T-shirt, whereas Negan starts strapped to the gurney with the white T-shirt and... You know, has layers of his shit blasted off by this emotionally searing confrontation with Jadis, which it isn't really, but fine. And mm-hmm. then he puts his Negan costume back on. Like that is, that is how you visually tell the story of one player ascendant and and in decline, and one player that is, or, and 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 one uh, character who is at a low point and who is ascending. But. Yeah. They don't do any of the actual mechanical things to to shift those 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 players incrementally to places they need to go. It's just presented as here is an inexplicable experience that Negan had with a mortal foe. Yeah. And here is an inexplicable thing Rick had with potential allies. And they just do the things they do and the, and, and they hit the beats they need to hit and the show grinds on. Yeah, and kind of to add to his, you know, good and bad um, crossing of arcs here, I think there's also this idea of these two people having plans or not having plans sort of crossing. Because Need didn't look like he really had much of a plan to begin with. He was just a maniac out there killing people and taking their stuff. Right. Uh, Rick always seemed like he had this idea for what Alexandria could be, and they were on that path along with Deanna and Maggie. Right. Um Rick at this point has zero plan in my opinion. He right. is he is not working toward any kind of goal. He is just out there doing the things that his whims lead him to. He's lashing out. Yeah. Uh whereas Negan, you can see actually does have a rhyme or reason to what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. He he sees people as a resource, he's using them as such. Um he you know, kills one person to make a point. Mm-hmm. Um those kinds of things where yeah, I, th- they seem to just be taking opposite trajectories in both of those But regards. the other thing, the, the other layer of absurdity that we haven't quite unraveled is the fact that, yes, this is all true, but Negan's plan is fundamentally stupid and not working, as Simon has pointed out oh, pretty sure. eloquently. Like, yeah, yeah. that would be a great point, except for Negan is just as out of touch and ineffective as, as Rick is. I, I think so, like, Negan has an interesting plan, but he, he has not taken... I guess he has not taken into consideration what to do when someone will not be cowed. Yeah, like what is the step you take after you take the first like retaliatory? You know, when you when you make your point and you make it again, yeah. then what? And he doesn't yeah. have an answer for that. So like, 
there again, there's where the mechanics of the show don't really buttress the things they're trying to do because that would be a great point, but they've just undermined the whole, like, you know, well, maybe Negan's got things figured out with the Dwight and, and uh, Simon mm. plot from two or three episodes ago. Yeah. Which essentially shows that Negan has lost his confidence among a lot of his uh, right-hand men. You know, they, in- they introduced the fact that, Simon, you got to have a right-hand man in this world. Uh, that was an arc that Negan was started, like, what, three seasons ago? And he now has no right-hand men. That should be a position where he's at his most vulnerable and most threatened. But the show's trying to tell a story of Negan, like, getting his mojo back. Yeah. So, like, I don't buy it. But if it works, then they fucked, they, then they fucked up the own arc, their own arc that they set Negan to be on. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. Like, here's the other thing. In my wildest imagination, I would not think that they would stretch all-out war two whole seasons Mm -hmm. but there's only two episodes left and i don't this doesn't seem like it's anywhere near concluding i cannot fucking believe it if you don't believe me go back and listen to our like a preview podcast for season seven i'm like well if they're smart they'll introduce this and you know we'll have a full whole half season set up and then all out war will be a single season a half season and it'll be awesome all out war is going to have lasted uh what uh 16 plus eight 24 episodes that's more that's literally more television episodes than all out war took to tell in the goddamn comic books <laughs> and a comic book is roughly three huh. to four se- minutes of screen time as far as i can tell yeah like your average comic book at most is an episode at at minimum i mean it's it's insane how much they've stretched this out and mm-hmm. that's why it feels flaccid and not yeah. exciting and like it's on a treadmill and how it's just like always teasing you with cool things and very rarely you know you know pleasing you mm-hmm. so uh jeremy r concludes i feel like we are ultimately being force-fed this inevitable climax where rick's mercy prevails his wrath over his wrath uh like i said i just can't shake the feeling that there was so much wasted potential for this particular arc but hey at least rat face jesus is dead yeah, I do agree with that. But you know, that's that's another great point because this why have they been teasing this mercy has overcome my wrath the whole time? Why mm-hmm. tease the gauzy Vaseline smeared uh, a preview of Carl's future? Like none of that shit should have happened because the fact that we know it's going towards that, it's like why? I, I mean, you're you're setting this elaborate character arc, but then you give it all away at the very beginning. I mean, I guess I'm. Hmm. Do we know it's going toward that? Because uh, this was like Carl's vision of a future that could exist but in my mind. Like we've seen Car- Rick with the red rimmed eyes holding his hurt belly underneath the tree at the stained glass windows for a season and a half now and saying sure. my mercy overcomes my wrath. Like mm-hmm. I, I just like uh, I, I don't mean, understand I, why you tease any of that. If it's supposed to be a mystery and if we're supposed to be kind of like, you know, watching wrapped and paying attention, like why why give away any of that stuff? Yeah. But I don't know. So you're, I mean, I, I, you know, so I, I don't know. I never know when, like, I'm going too far in my criticisms because, I mean, clearly I'm over this show. <laughs> and it's that thing where, like, there's nothing, like, like I don't know. Th- there would have to be, like, what, two seasons of excellence before I would start letting my guard down? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the biggest problem with this thing is for so long it's been driven off the rails. Yeah. To get it back on the rails would yeah. require an immense effort over a prolonged period of time, and I'm just not going to stick around that long. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, I don't think anyone is. And it's 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 like you, I get that way with shows. Like, 
you know, like, for example, Mar- I like Marvel stuff. I like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm still not burnt out on it. I might be the last person that isn't. But you know what I am burnt out on? Marvel stuff on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I have watched almost everything except for, like, half the Iron Fist. I started watching Jessica Jones, and I'm like... The new season? The new season. I'm, like, at six, going on seven episodes. I'm just like, I... It's the same. It's... It's 13 episodes, and it should maybe be eight. And, like, there's some stuff hmm. they're doing better, but it's just not good enough. And I'm probably – I mean, maybe I'll watch Daredevil, but I didn't like the last season of Daredevil I saw. Like, I, I would have stopped watching this show if it was, I was just a civilian two seasons ago. Yeah. Uh, I – you know, like, the, the the I absolutely know that the Glenn dumpster fire would have been like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. I'm out. There's nothing so, like – I don't know. It's a it's a weird situation to be in. Uh, yeah, but I was you know I also like this was the lowest rated episode of Walking Dead I think in Walking Dead history. Oh Christ! Yeah. So yeah, I mean it it's huh. like struggled to get six point three. Yeah. So hmm. like two thirds of the audience is left, man. Like mm-hmm. it's not, and that's it's, the funny thing is like watching R slash the Walking Dead debate that like oh well. Uh, you know, it's still uh, the number one prime time. Like it's still cable. number one prime time, and also yeah. everyone watches on DVR. They watch on Amazon to do this. I'm like, 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 don't, look, look, look. I get it. You don't want to hear bad news, but mm-hmm. all that stuff was true two, three years ago too. Right. This this measurement that Nielsen does yeah. is representative of the audience as a whole. Right. And if that number goes down by two thirds, right. then the rest and of it has it's, also. Yeah, it's, it's apples to apples. Like, are you telling me that two thirds of the people that were watching this on cable have have cut their cords and are watching on? Uh, Am- you know, Amazon months after the fact now? Uh-huh. Is that what you're or really have saying? Or to Torrents and are all pirating You're really saying that 12 of- million people have yeah. in unison done this. Right. At the same time that the show has declined further in quality. But then, then they won't even admit that yeah. the show continues yeah. to decline. Right. Hell, the show has gotten better in recent weeks. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's not hard when you not, start it's not from for the me. bottom. It's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. Uh, so, that's the show. We got two more episodes. Yeah. I have no idea what they're going to do. At this point, I would be shocked. I would be. I bet serious money that they're not going to finish All Out War this season. Here's what I want. Okay. I want Dwight, Simon, Eugene, Gabriel, Rosita, Shitty Bow, Shitty Bow Girl, and Shitty Bow Girl all to die. Okay. In the next two episodes. Okay. Did you throw Daryl in there? No. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't really want Daryl to die, but I don't care that much if he dies but i want all those other people to die but what would be the impact of that i would, they just, would all be dead and i wouldn't have to think of them as characters true. anymore and then <laughs> there's and then, a very personal also, impact also, on my life heath walks in the door as and into the boy factors yeah. hey guys i've been gone for <laughs> and he dies too and they use all six thousand bullets that eugene has made sherry's wife says hey I, I heard gunfire and i came to see She's shot too. Right. Henry walks in the door. Henry walks in the door. It's like, I decided I'm a killer again. <laughs> he gets killed by like just a bandolier full of broomsticks. Uh-huh. Uh, shot out of a cannon. Uh, yeah. More, Morgan shambles off to fear the walking dead. Yeah, we're we're we've 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 trimmed yeah. the cast down to something manageable. Turns out that Carl's been hiding under dumpsters and made a miraculous you know, whatever immunity to shitty stuff the terror's got, he's got it too. Mm-hmm. All right, now, now, see, that's what ha- that's what Guy Ferrari would do. He would absolutely do. that. He would absolutely just fucking turn back. He'd just like, you know what? Some and of this continuity is shitty. I'm getting rid of it. And then you've got the ridiculous show that Walking Dead needs to be. Yeah, 
Or just, just follow that road wherever it leads you. Right now, I would take like I would have so much charity if the show did like a Dallas style. It was all a, the last three seasons are all a dream. Uh, like I would be like, you know what? Fine, yes, I will reinvest if if that had a if a, a if like Vince Gilligan was going to be the guy Ferrari and like you know what? I'm just <laughs> going to. I'm going to begin this thing at the end of All Out War, and we're going to pretend like it all went down like the comic books did. Uh, yeah, but it, it takes something like that. Yeah, we need 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 a new reason to to be hopeful. Um, did be, and then you need a big shake up at a, uh, AMC Studios. Like heads should roll there. Uh, yeah. All right, that's it. I think that's the episode. If yep. you'd like to send us feedback, like Jeremy here, a very serious man. Uh, who's not funny at all? No, no. He's known far and wide on the internet for not being funny and not <laughs> but he sending does, funny. He emails. does ask good questions. Though. He does ask yeah. very good questions. He's a good listener. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to be like him, you can send email to watchingdead at baldmove.com. You can also follow along uh, with our band of survivors in the forums, the forums at baldmove.com. Uh, follow along on all the social media sites uh, slash or at face or uh, slash or at Facebook slash. That's where we make our home uh, at at or slash bald move. Uh, until next week, we'll be back for another live watch. We'll be back for another podcast. All that stuff. Uh, uh, also, if you if you want to try a better science fiction show, oh yeah, uh, the Expanse is coming back. We got a preview podcast dropping probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This week for sure. Uh, it starts next uh, Wednesday. Uh, the first two seasons are available if you're an Amazon Prime customer streaming free on Amazon. It's a great, great science fiction show with lots of moral quandaries and complex plots and 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 very competently done action and special effects. Highly recommend it. And two weeks after that, Westworld's coming back. If you're done with Walking Dead and you want to watch something probably truly excellent, uh, that's coming to the Bald Move Network. Uh, But yeah, we'll be back for next week with Walking Dead 2. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.